content known as Costa, and welcome to .exe, a saving content podcast. It's episode 25, the silver episode, and joining me this week is the man who likes to bake the daintiest little cakes, Eric Acosta. We oui, oui, I make a cake, I make a cake, and I take a cake. And then you'll eat a cake. I don't eat it a cake. It's a dainty cake. It's a little it's a cake. Dainty cake. <laughs> I eat many cakes. All the cakes. All the cakes. I don't like cakes. I like pie better. <laughs> also joining us today is the star of stage, screen, and written page, the famous within his own house, Mr. Keegan Acosta. Wait, I'm famous? Within your own house. I guess that makes There's sense. Stipulations. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Reasonable. So we've come back to some more stuff and a guest. So let's start with our guest, Mr. Keegan. What have you been up to since the last time you were on this uh, lovely podcast? I have been um, playing a fairly old game compared to um, how old I am. Um, uh-huh. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I have One uh, I reviewed. So yes, thank you for telling me I'm old. <laughs> I said in, in rel- relative to me. <laughs> relatives are like a well, lot of it, other things it's, it's still it still goes back to old because relative to you old is still old in general <laughs> because he reviewed it when it first came out yes which by the way if you if you want to see the review it's on savingcontent.com yes <laughs> I don't do you want to see that review <laughs> I, Who knows? I, don't I don't remember know. it being written well but it might be okay I, I was only skimming through it but I still agree with everything I said about it. It's a five. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I love that game. Like, it is my favorite platinum game, aside from something like a Bayonetta or, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank? I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get to it later. Uh, I'll remember it later. But yeah, it is like one of my favorite platinum joints. Well, it's platinum joints. It's my, uh, 1.5. That I've played because I played the demo for um, Wonderful 101. So that's a little okay one. I like how they decided to do something just out there different, different than what Platinum normally does. And I think the Wonderful 101 was um, uh, Kamiya. Oh, shoot. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Feel bad for mispronouncing it, too. Uh, Hideki Kamiya? He's the guy who, like, blocks everybody on Twitter. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But he's the one who was pretty much, you know, the the key point on the original uh, Devil May Cry. Because um, it was originally going to be Resident Evil 2, and they decided it was too different than what Resident Evil was, so they spun it off into its own thing. So, the Wonderful 101 was, I think his vision and it, you know it was okay it was different so i applaud them for doing something different never heard of it <laughs> you haven't I heard can't. of that no it was back on the wii u so i guess that might be part of it no that's a big reason why i wouldn't have heard of it they did end up releasing it on twitch uh did they do the switch i think yes, they did they... ps4 they boy they also did a remaster for the switch let me double check the wonderful well, 101? Well, yeah, yes. wonderful. It's just 101. 101. Wii U, um, Switch, uh, PS4, and Windows. Yep, Steam. 
There you go. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, other than the wonderful 101, you, you said you've been playing Metal Gear. Yes, I have been playing Metal Gear Rising. Yep, Rising. I managed to beat the story on hard. Probably my first game I've actually managed to do that and follow through. What, what does that mean? And follow through? I feel like a lot of games I've played, it's like, I'm going to beat this on hard. And then I instantly go, we're going to go to easy. <laughs> oh, I see. It's like, what if, but not. But like the newer games, you can switch mid 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 game. Uh, a lot of the older games, you picked the level and that was the level. Yeah, basically. I did so also... you either restarted or you continued. <laughs> yeah. Then again, I don't think there was much of a saved system back then in the sense of like mid level. Wait. Uh, yeah. I mean, typically it was like save points. Uh, Very there obvious. Was no, there wasn't a whole lot of auto saves, and then you couldn't just like drop in, drop out. Yeah, but I got to play beat the main story and mm-hmm. i was able to finish both of the dlc missions with uh now, jet stream sam and uh Lady. yeah i was about to ask if those the dlcs were jet stream uh mr sam himself because i couldn't remember what they focused on but jet stream sam sounded familiar <laughs> yeah with the first dlc mission it was kind of talking about what jet stream sam the reason that he met up with um Senator Armstrong before uh-huh. everything happened. And then the second DLC mission was about um I think it was the events after um Raiden fought whatever the prototype name was, which then became um Blade Wolf and the whole everything like that. Oh, kind okay. of talked about yeah, like yeah. just after that and like how certain events played out. Okay, well, what what did you think of the game? Like well, with the game itself, you know, were, was there any anything of note that you wanted to talk about with it? Is there anything that was exciting or was there anything that really just, you know, caught your eye that was different than kind of like modern stuff that you've played? Well, the one thing that um, certainly set me off was the the blade mode, how when you have a full bar. You can mm-hmm. go into blade mode and be able to like slow down time and just cut things into like pieces of paper. That was probably my favorite thing about the game. Yeah, like you know, I won't say it's was my favorite. It was a neat, neat part, but it, you know, cool. Uh, you basically get into this. Um, oh, what should what do they call Funk? it? Zenzatsu, Zen Zendatsu, Zendatsu, or some of that. that. There you go. Um, and then yeah, like. If you remember back when they originally showed off, you you probably won't know this, Keegan. Uh, when they originally showed off the tech demo for this game, when it was under Kojima's production, um, they basically had uh, Raiden with a watermelon, and you could chop this watermelon in any direction, and the physics just cut it properly. So they incorporated something similar in the final release where you got the Zenzatsu thing. Yeah. And yeah, you just sit up there and you 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 move the joystick and you just pound on it. And you cut up these enemies into like a billion different pieces or boxes or some other stuff. But you'll sit there and you you just cut them up. There have been uh, multiple times where I've taken the controller, gone to blade mode and whatever, and instead of being a normal person using my thumb, I just put my entire hand on the joystick and start shaking around like a madman. Sure, why not? It worked. Multiple cuts. <laughs> My favorite part of that game was the soundtrack. 
and how it related to the action happening on screen. Uh, I think I, I wrote this specific scenario in my review, but the very first boss battle you have with Metal Gear Ray just uh, exemplifies it perfectly. Uh, you know, you're you're you've got this killer rock soundtrack playing, and you're you're whacking at the feet of the Ray, and then things happen, and now you know you're doing these bigger attacks, and like there's a moment where I, if I remember right, uh, you're jumping on missiles. And by the time you get up to the ray, uh, everything kind of slows down a little bit. And then the soundtrack kicks in and the guy goes, Rose of Nature! It's like the lyrics kick in. It's just like, oh, this is so bad. This is so bad. Like, good bad. The, the good kind of bad. Like, the one that we want to say, but we can't say. Yeah. That one. Bad I almost a. said. <laughs> the one but, I would be oh, least it just fe- it, it felt so good to, like, my core. It's like... Oh, the mu- the music definitely exem- exemplified each of the moments. Because I know some games I'll be playing, it's like I'll turn the music off. But that was one of those few games that like I'm going to leave the music on because it just it fits so well. Yeah, like if, if Eric, if you were to ever give this game a shot, which I think you would like this game because it's got a lot of action to it. Um, <laughs> I would plead for you to keep the soundtrack on because <laughs> it just makes a lot of the fights so much better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I may try it. I just really don't like Raiden as a character. So they don't really do much to make the character better in Revengeance, but he's not whiny. They've, they've tamed him from like whiny to more like hardcore, Sophisticated? Like this emo character type. <laughs> I mean, he's still a killer, so. Yeah, so... Uh, Whereas in, you know, Metal Gear 2, he's just like this whiny kid, man. Like, oh my gosh. And then in 4, he's like, just, I don't care about the world, but I'm still crying about it. <laughs> so so he was like, uh, what, uh, a 90s kid and a 2000s teenager. <laughs> yeah. And then in this one, he's like, he he he's he like I said he's kind of like this hard edged uh emo type. <laughs> um, he's like a blade. Yeah, well, he calls himself that or something similar to that. He's just a weapon. Yeah. Uh, he I think he calls himself and, that during part of the story. Yeah. He was used by someone or like a group I was of used as just a weapon. Yeah, and my tools is a, is a weapon of justice. Yeah, yeah, that was something he. You like to say a lot in there as well. (laughs) Well, I mean, and that's... (laughs) I believe he also mentioned that in 4. Yeah, he does talk about that in 4. The whole thing is, like, with that, I'm like, oh, yeah. But so is every other person that's in the government, in these Metal Gear games. Like, Snake was used as a weapon. Like, they're all used as weapons. They were made and born and created for weaponry, as weaponry. (laughs) So he's not really different. I mean, swords are whiny about it. (laughs) Yeah, swords are cool, so that's why I like Raiden better than Snake. I won't go that far, but Mm. I will say that (laughs) swords are cool in the way that Rising Revengeance incorporates swords is pretty darn cool. It's like anime. (laughs) Sword trumps. It is very anime. Uh, Well, actually, all of Metal Gear is very anime. I was going to say Metal Gear story note, like story beats, are very anime. Um. 
Yeah, I can't relate with general. that. I can't relate with that because I have not played any other Metal Gear game. At least on not my own. Not for lack of trying. I've <laughs> given you the opportunities. So I know that you tend to like to skip some cutscenes from time to time. Everyone and I feel while. like I feel like if you were to play Metal Gear and you skip those cutscenes, you would be lost. I mean, it would basically be, hey, you know what? You might as not play the game because you you've learned as much information as if you were not to play the game. Yeah. <laughs> I could see you'd be like, well, wait, why am I doing this? It's why am I here? Cutscene. <laughs> what, what is the story here? Why am I in Afghanistan? It's in the cutscene. <laughs> right. You know that hour and a half movie before? It's there. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Well, I mean, that's Metal Gear. That is very Metal Gear, yes. Uh, well, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about Metal Gear, or was there anything else that you had uh, been up to? Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention about Metal Gear. I, when I beat the game, I managed to, I was able to get the Marusama blade, and now I'm trying to figure out what's better, the Marusama or the Gray Fox sword. Because Gray Fox, it can cut through any infantry, or just about any infantry in like a couple hits. But uh, if you're looking up some information, when Mac, when fully upgrading the Murasama, it does, it's apparently really good for bosses, so I don't really know which one to go with. But I'm probably going to stick with the Gray Fox sword, just because it's a ninja sword. I mean, well, technically they're all ninja swords. I, that, that's a good I was point, just yeah. going to say, I'm pretty sure they're all ninja. I don't think you, I don't think you have a short blade or, or a medieval sword in that game. I mean, there's I a machete. But, I, but that's different. <laughs> There's a machete. There's a. That's not a broadsword. Yeah, there's a stun stick. Apparently, I I only ever found, I only ever found the gray fox, and that was the only other sword I found throughout the entire game. But somehow you could unlock more, which makes no sense to me. What you could unlock? Why doesn't that make sense? I don't. Isn't that like the purpose of the game? Is is more not purpose of the game, but like isn't that the the appeal of that is having different types of swords? Uh, well, because the swords do have um, different like the, attack values. Yeah, there, there's like, isn't the whole isn't like each sword giving you the different powers and the different abilities? Like, it's not something that you you don't like progress as the character. Like, Raiden doesn't get these abilities. So the the swords. No, have no, to no, be, no, right? no. Uh, you can. You can oh, you upgrade can. Oh. Raiden. You can, uh, yeah. yeah, you can upgrade Raiden and the sword that you're using. Yeah, but. I don't know how you're supposed to encounter them, but I have not found a single other sword. So that's what's confusing me the most. I don't remember how you actually... I think you find them in, like, crates and such. Yeah. Like, um, not necessarily crates, but, like, boxes or, like... um, Maybe they're, like, sword cases. I don't remember what the thing was. Um, Sounds like... I remember I had redeemed a code for one of the DLC like uh blades. I think I ended up using that one the whole time because it was like the better blade. I don't remember though. Yeah, I sounds um, like someone needs to explore the world. Yes, someone should cuz there's all Okay, well, in his defense, <laughs> uh Rising is very linear. Yeah, it def it's not I'm not always, like, diverting from the main path to, like, find something. And that's just with yeah, normal it, games. So, like... If anything, there's, like, maybe a tiny little, like, uh, not alleyway, but, like, a little cove 
that you just step in and that's about it. There's no like branching paths or anything. You're pretty much just going from point A to point B where the game dictates you need to go. Yeah. Gotcha. It also took me forever to realize that there were specific boxes that I could not figure out how to open until I got to the DLC missions where I was like, what about blade mode? And then I realized (laughs) that I can open them. Took me way too long. (laughs) So I basically missed every chest I saw in the main game. I could not open. So someone tells me that that's probably where those blades are. (laughs) Probably. But I only ever saw two, so who knows? Well, so I reviewed the game and I gave it a five out of five. If you were to review the game today with today's standard, what would you give it? I would sir I would definitely give it a five out of five with right. how the gameplay works and it's like to me it doesn't feel as combo heavy as Devil May Cry, but it's still kinda got that general ranking system. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot easier once you finally get like some of the better swords. Or sword in my case. So the other thing, um oh what was I gonna say? Uh the Review five out of five. You say it's five out of five as well. Uh, shoot, I had, I had, I had something I was gonna say. <laughs> now I forget it. Nice. I have done that way too many times in my life. I'm now watching two fruit flies fly across my uh, TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where apparently, that came from. Apparently, this podcast is so entertaining that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Just cut them in half, you know? Yeah, okay. Super Swords are oh, here. Oh, yeah. I remember what I was going to say. Uh, what Did you unlock any costumes? Yes, I unlocked the Desperado, yes, the original, yes. or the like the, um, the, co- the, the Mariachi it, costume, obviously. Yes. That's the, yeah, uh, that's the, the one you were telling me. Poncho. <laughs> yeah, the one you were that's telling me. That's like the me. one I wore throughout most of the game, because yeah. it was like one of the only ones that actually changed much. Yeah. Um, and then I... Th- also found a uh, one that was like it was the original it was the um the suit that you use at the in the, the um prologue and by the way um i went back to like get some more battle points for the grace fox sword you can't uh-huh. bring any skills or whatnot back into that first level it's just like set <laughs> to a very specific thing so like me trying to figure out how to dodge that like cleaning laser a sweeping laser from that final phase with Ray. I, for the life, still cannot figure that out. Because jumping <laughs> doesn't seem to work for me. Uh, is that when he's on the ground? No, well, when you're on the building and he's, one of his wings is chopped off. Okay, so he, you're running up the building and he's shooting you, right? No, that's the... The ending part is when you're running down the building, he's shooting at you. I'm talking about the part just before that. That's the one where you're jumping up the missiles, though, right? Yes, because you jump up the missiles, hit him, I think cut off like another one of his wings, uh-huh. and then you get thrown onto the building and have to run down and cut him in half. I so, don't remember him shooting a giant laser or not being able to avoid it. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to dodge it, because there was regular forward-facing lasers that start down and go up, but uh-huh. there was one that like sweeps the floor, and I still don't know how to dodge it. So large. Is this where you like you're on the a, a building roof? Yes. And Ray is he's doing like one of those typical game uh, maneuvers where it's like 
okay, I'm shooting missiles on the left side of the screen. I'm shooting missiles on the right side of the screen or, you know, peppering the floor and you've got to dodge all that stuff. Yeah, bas- that's basically what that was. Okay. You were on a roof. He was, it was like a I like, seem, um, fantasy. Where I it's seem like... to remember that you just had to jump at the right time because it's basically a thing that kind of is sweeping the floor out from under you. Yeah. Yeah. Very annoying. So the other thing, what did you think about, not necessarily the story, but the, the I guess, the not the twist, but the surprise kind of in the middle of the game regarding the story? Um, which middle? <laughs> well, There's you know, it's, 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 been, it's been years, so if you haven't played the game, then, you know, this is on you. But... <laughs> um, you know, when you find out about the children. Oh, that one. Um, in a weird way, I wasn't very surprised. <laughs> Just in a, such a weird way. It was like, I think it's more, that was more of a mental, like, oh, that's strange. Would someone please think of the children. <laughs> oh, someone thought of the children. Someone thought of them, all right. <laughs> someone quite thought of the children. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, you know, the, the end fight with Armstrong is, you know, it, it's iconic. That, that one was, yeah, that was fun. You know, it's got some iconic lines in it. Like if you've ever heard the, ever heard anybody quote nano machine, son, that's <laughs> that is straight from Armstrong. All right. Well, what else have you been, uh, been up to? I've also been trying to get back into, um, balloons tower defense or as their, uh, steam page calls it balloons TD. <laughs> yeah you know i i feel i feel dumb in that for the longest time i didn't understand what td meant like this must be like abbreviation for someone's name or something balloons uh, total destruction yeah no it's it's obviously for tower defense Yeah, because that's what balloons right. is it is a tower defense and i didn't connect that for the longest time not my fault for once in my life it, no that is not your fault that is uh, <laughs> my fault through and through. It's just a, it's just a, to take it as it is and don't think too much about it. Yeah. yeah, I've been playing some of that. I've played previously, but I kind of just like hopped on and off for like the daily rewards because like I was at the point where I'm just grinding XP for towers to get the special stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing if I can try to get back in it so I can like invest a little more to be able to get the Paragon towers, which are basically your busted towers that require way too much money that I cannot figure out how to create in one game without screwing it up somehow. Okay. Yeah, they've also been adding... They've made, like, five Paragon Towers. One for the Dart Monkey, one for the Boomerang Tower Monkey, one for the um Ninja Monkey, one for the Pirate Monkey, and then they added just added one for the Engineer Monkey. So, trying to see if I can get that, but monkey money is hard to come across for me. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I enjoy tower defense. I've I've thought about dabbling into something like balloons, but it's just something about the the style of that game. It's like, nah. Plus, doesn't that game have a lot of monkeys in it or something? That's the... That is the whole thing. There are no humans. Monkeys yeah, and uh, machines. And I'm not a fan of monkeys. So, ow! Ow! Now, if it was a bunch of penguins, you might have something there, (laughs) or have dragons. Dragons are (laughs) cool. I'm I'm just not a tower defense person. 
there was a tower defense game I used to play on my iPod Touch. Um, I think it just was just called Tower Defense. I don't remember at this point. But, you know, it was it was medieval themed. So there was dragons and beasts and it was catapults and like wizards. That one I enjoyed, you know, it was okay. And I remember it being free. So that was even better. Yeah, I think the one you're thinking of <laughs> there is... You. I think the one you're thinking of is the one I'm also thinking of. And it has a longer name than just Tower Defense. I just don't remember what the name was. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure it was just Tower Defense. You know what? I'm going to go search. I bet you oh. it doesn't show up in on iTunes anymore, though. Tower Probably Defense not. Origins or something like that. No, I don't Cause think there was... Origins was in the name. Here we go. Tower. Well, Because nope. I know there was like... There were like three different tower defense games that were made by the same tap person. Tap defense. Huh? Tap defense. Oh. Oh, that was when like, yeah, they had all the tap in the titles. Yeah. and It's not even on the app store. Like, I can't even connect to that page anymore. Okay, that one's not, I'm not familiar with. I thought, I'm thinking of a different set of games. That came out. <laughs> that came out in 2008. <laughs> That's why you've never heard of it, King. Yeah. There you like go. you were unaware. Oh, no, I'm familiar with it. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, game can get expensive. Um, what? The game can get very expensive at times. Trying to get monkey money, for me at least, is very difficult to find and or actually get. Is that you... like their in-game currency that you can buy money with? Yeah, their in-game currency. Monkey money? Monkey money. Very creative, I understand. Huh. Okay. Yeah, you want to throw me off a of game real quick? Yes. Start basing it around monkey stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, sounds like you've been busy with a lot of things. <laughs> well, if I'm really busy with anything, it's Scratch and Roblox, as usual. Right. My life. But Well, is that something you want to talk about? I don't know if uh, you talked about much with uh, Scratch uh, the last time you were on. Oh. Yeah. Well, I've been working. I've been... uh. Working with Scratchers, which is what they are canonic, canonically, um, what technically called, because they're people who work on Scratch. Well, for which, but, for yeah, a which brief, is what? Yeah. Give for the people that audience. don't know. Kind of been doing, like, animations in the general well, sense. I mean, or we mean, uh, what is Scratch? Oh, Scratch is basically, like, a coding website where you can code with, like, a the GUI system, the blocks. Okay, so it's and, a visual representation of coding. Yeah. And okay. um you can also you can also like make art in it and be able to code said art to do things by making sprites, backgrounds and sounds and a lot of other stuff. Okay. And I've made let me go to scratch for this. 163 projects. Hey, but then again half of me. those are like um working with other people to make like a full-on project okay. so like you'll re you'll make it they'll remix it to add something and then you'll remix that to add something and it just kind of keeps repeating over and over until it's fully done which is called a remix stream okay okay <laughs> yeah i would just call that collaboration but remix right. chain works <laughs> my brain goes to remix chain because it's called a remix and it just happens to roll off the tongue for me so so well, so is it what you call it or is it what is typically at least, that's what it's that's typically what I call it, but I know okay. there have been some people, other people that have used that term, that oh that okay. word. So well, it's just you you said it as if like it's you know common place, and then person. you went 
Well, that's what I know. That's what I say. And it's like, wait, just because you say it doesn't make a comment. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, anything else you've been getting into, or uh, that a- that about it? <laughs> just the that's just about it. I mean, I started the new re- like remix chain with someone, so I guess that's cool. It's another fighting animation. <laughs> Got like five of those. Right. Is it is it back? Is it uh, Friday Night? Funkin, um, or is it? I made one that was Friday Night Funkin based off of something that I was doing with combining with collaborating with um one of my actual friends and then basically their friends once something that we were doing all together. But it was kind of based off that in a general sense. So, gotcha. Okay. Alrighty. Well, Eric, have you been doing anything other than? The same thing that we did last week of Minecraft, Dinkum, and GTA. <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, been Minecraft, Feed the Beast, uh, one. Uh, Dinkum, I played almost all day on one, one day. Uh, and Dinkum, and got found out how to do them, get the mine. I uh-huh. bought the mine, and you had to just like um, or very similar to um, Stardew. Uh, you have to get. You have to buy the mine, and which is a little different. But instead of finding it, but then you have to get a pass. But the which that's a little different too. You're that is well, you, you get you have to get an initial pass in Stardew, but it's not like buying a pass. You have to like, you have to do some mission or something to get that ability to open it. Yeah, Whereas, you, you're you're asking the the little juniper people, or you're asking that um that mysterious guy or in the, the cave. I don't remember. Yeah, because don't you get? I think it's like after you get the weapon, right? The the sword. The first time you get the sword or something like that. Or oh, it's been a while. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while, long while since I played it. Uh, but they had, in in this case, Dinkum, it's it's all about the money. Basically, you get enough money to to do it. You buy it. You build it. You gotta collect all the um, stuff, the materials to build it, mm-hmm. and then um, and then the you get the pass. But the worst part about it in this case is that. You have to get the pass every. From my understanding, is you have to buy a pass every time you want to go into the mine. That so seems excessive. It does because the pass, I think, uh, five thousand. I think. Yeah, it's excessive. <laughs> I mean, I kind. Well, I don't know. That's one of those things where it's like I'm not, I'm not fond of that because it's like, you can't really find iron and stuff or and copper readily above ground. And to do get you know to get a lot of those missions done for the people, you know, some of the missions done for the people, you need that stuff. You need the 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 iron and copper, so you have to go to the the cave or the mine. But to go to the mine, you need the money, and to get the money, you need the missions. <laughs> so, right or selfish. I mean, I, I get the loop. I understand it. It is. It's just a way of you know you not overdoing it. But sounds like the- I don't think it's necessary. To me, it sounds kind of like um, Animal Crossing. It oh, is yeah. very much Animal Crossing. Yeah, the whole thing is it's Animal Crossing in Australia. I mean, the guy that made the game, basically, he, that's what he's basically said. <laughs> it's Animal Crossing, but with an Australian twist. So. Um, he did have a, a recent update or a patch, um, I think from yesterday or today. Um, and he put some patch notes out, and it just fixes a bunch of, like, you know, minor minor issues which is you know great because it was a list of like 30 different things 20 30 uh-huh. different things 
And like I said, you know, he just went through and fixed a bunch of stuff, you know, and this, you know, it's, it's in early access, but it's only him. And, um, he's turned around, turned it around pretty quick for, um, patches for thing. All right. That's pretty cool. Woo. Um, Ooh. yeah. Other than that, like I said, GTA online, I've been messing with that and it's just so much better. It is. I don't have to deal with idiots online. <laughs> it is, it is just so dare I say relaxing to be able to go in there and just do what you need to without having to worry about someone messing you up. Well, it, it reminds me of like before it was stressful because I'm like, I, I want to play, but I don't want to get mad. It's like I have to, I had to force myself to play. Uh huh. Now it's a game. Now it is literally a game and I can play the game. And whenever I want to, and just play it, I don't have to be like, I don't have to right. be stressed. I don't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me <laughs> in a negative way. So, yeah. Cause, you know, as, as we said many, many episodes at this point, <laughs> the worst part about GTA Online were GTA Online players. Right. <laughs> the more well, you know. Okay. Sure. More specifically, the, the modders, but, <laughs> um, other than that, I have I did play a game. Uh it's on Xbox. It's right now free with Game Pass. Or okay. you could play it online. You could play, I guess it's streaming on Game Pass. because uh, when I go on there it says play. But I don't have like I don't know. I don't have a uh it never installed a um shortcut on my desktop. Okay. I don't know if maybe I just didn't click it or whatever, but it's it's called Space Lines from the Far Out. I don't think I've heard of this one. Yeah, so I was listening to another podcast, um, Nextlander. Yes. And they had... Good folks. Friends of the show. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, they're cool, but, you know. Uh, They were talking about it, and um, they were were like, yeah, it's kind of Kerbal Space-looking... And he's like, not really for me and the kids, but, you know, it looked fun. So I, I was like, oh, I, I, you know, let me look at it. And I can see where he, they get the, the Kerbal Ath space look. Uh-huh. Um, just because they got like the, they're humans, but they got big eyes. But it doesn't really remind me of a Kerbal space program, the little Kerbals. Um, but the whole per- point of the game is you work for a space line, which is like, basically think of um a cruise liner mm-hmm. but a space but a spaceship and okay. you're you really i mean you could play it single player but it's really meant for like multiple multiple players um it's reminds me of uh, overcooked oh, but okay also um faster than like ftl ftl is a good one yeah because it's not just like you have to you have people that you're ferrying or busing to, you know, point A to point B to point C. Right. And you got to keep them happy. So to keep them happy, they got to be entertained or they have to have food and you have to cook the food, which it's not like, as far as I know, I've only gotten a few stages in. It's not like really in depth. It's just like, take it from the freezer and put it into the, okay. you know, on the pan to cook it, then pick it up and deliver it to them. Um, and then, like, to entertain, you first start out with, you don't really have any, like, games or anything to entertain them with, so you just dance. 
<laughs> you hold you hold the X button and then you have to do like DDR left, right, up, down dancing <laughs> to entertain them. Boy. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, with the controller. Um, but you're not just doing that because the whole time the the sh- the ship is moving to a destination. But you you have to direct it to go to the right destination. So I mean you go to you have to then go take your character, go to the steering wheel and turn it left, right, wherever, point it in the right direction, mm. then go to your radar to make sure that you're heading to the right direction. Um and that kind of thing. Then you have to also go to your battery and make sure your, your battery is powering the rockets or the anti-gravity or the gravity producer or the food. So like that's where it comes in where it's multiple a multiplayer because you can do it by yourself, but it's you running between all these things. And sometimes I'm assuming when it gets later in the game, you don't really have a whole lot of time between these actions that you need to do to be okay. able to do them all. So like, you know, you'd have like someone, one person manning the ship and doing something else while another person's like feeding and fixing things. And um, I'm assuming it does get a lot more hectic. Like I said, I haven't gotten too deep into it. I've only gotten like a few stages. Um, but like you have to like plan the route out. So like some of the routes are too long fuel wise. So you have to like stop at a fuel depot or find a fuel depot or stop at like a like a almost like a plane like a layover you know we can't go all the way over there but we can go here <laughs> lay over here and then go to here huh okay so it's um it's pretty nifty i'm i like it i you know keegan and genevieve might want to try it and see what we could see what it's like um multiplayer Ooh, um, there you go let's see how that works be a little yeah it'd be a little more fun i'm i'm sure that it's just one person Maris, the reason I didn't play um a whole lot is because Maris kicked me off of it because she thought it was cute and wanted to play. Of course, <laughs> yeah. So she she instantly killed my my spaceship because it ran out of fuel. <laughs> I mean, hey, at least uh, she's interested. Yeah, she just didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like yeah. It, it's nice to be able to see her wanting to to play with everybody else on these games and everything. Yeah, and then actually trying to play. Right, and not just kind of sitting back and watching, yeah. So that's it was like I said, it's pretty nifty. Um it just released I say just released uh what six six, so that was a few months ago. Um like I said, it's on Game Pass for uh for free right now. Normally fifteen bucks. I mean it's not even right. that big of a, a buy anyway. Um looks like it's published by Skystone Games and developed by Coffee Nuts. I know neither Coffee of them. Nuts. They don't sound familiar. Coffee knots. Yeah, I That's don't know cool either name. of them. That is a cool name, right? Yeah. But other than that, nothing. Uh, uh nothing else new. We are going to try, um, Unrailed. Oh, we yes. downloaded it, but we haven't, I have haven't downloaded tried it yet as well. <laughs> I have downloaded that as well. As well. As rail. As rail. Apparently, I can't speak. <laughs> Woo. I mean, it worked. <laughs> as rail. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe next uh next podcast we will have conversation about unrailed and see how how we like that yeah i'm curious to see how that uh how that plays um so i watched uh some other it's it's not a new game by any means it's older but i've watched some uh playthroughs on it and uh like achievement hunter and them did it and it's it could be fun but i'm i'm sure it can certainly be 
it just like overcooked can be fun, but also upsetting, <laughs> depending on <laughs> yeah. who's playing. Because you can really mess with people. Yep. And that's through Epic. Right. And actually, the next game coming free through Epic is uh, Cook, Serve, Delicious 3. Another review I've done. Uh, oh. Another 5 out of 5. And uh, I recommend everybody go get that because it's really good. <laughs> uh, I so when that came out, I got it for Dez because she liked Overcook, and I was like, "Ah, oh, she might like this." It's a little different. She very much did not like that. <laughs> it, it was is, too confusing. It is. Uh, well, okay. What did you got? You played on the PC? Uh, well, I played. It was on the um, PS4. Okay. I um, I will say that it is better on controller than it is keyboard. But even better when you have a touch screen. Yeah. So with Cook Serve Delicious 3, uh, the switch port is really, really good. Um, you can just go quick tap. Yeah. That that's how I play is on yeah. the on the switch with the touch screen. Um otherwise I don't remember if they have two, but they definitely have Cook Serve Delicious the first one on iPad, and that works really know. well on touch screen. They might have the second one. I don't remember. Like I said, they don't have the third one out yet on um, mobile. Mm -hmm. I don't think. But um, if they did, I would probably buy it again. (laughs) It's a fun game. I really like it. Um, Uh, Yeah, it is one of my favorites. Uh, It's just one that I don't go back to a lot because um, it's one of those that's fun. It's a fun stress, but I can't play it all the time because it is stressful. Mm hmm. Yeah, a lot of that does come down to uh, make sure you're hitting the right buttons and you you lose a layer of that when you're using the touchscreen and it's more about mm-hmm. speed than it is about accuracy at that point. Yeah. So what about you, Ed? What have you been? What have you been in? Nothing different. It is. It has been <laughs> Minecraft Dinkum and GTA. Uh, so I'm not going to rehash all of that. Because it's all the same stuff. Like nothing has really changed in our time. I mean, uh, in Dinkum, you know, we've done the co-op, and uh, the other the other day we were playing, and Maris hopped on with us, so that was interesting. <laughs> yes. That um, was yes. She was running around just like she does whenever she hops on Animal Crossing with um, uh, Mom's copy of the game. She's. First thing she does is she goes and grabs an axe and wants to chop down trees. Murder. Yeah, I don't know what it is about chopping the trees down, but she li- she's a very destructive child, apparently. And then every time <laughs> she, she comes up, Uncle Ed, Uncle Ed, follow me. Follow yep. me. <laughs> oh, yeah, she started that in Dinkum, and I was like, no, we're not. This is not. Follow the leader, Maris. Stop. I, <laughs> I, I put my foot down in there. Like, let You will play the game, but do not do follow the leader. That's not the purpose of this game. I was mean daddy. <laughs> but that, that, I mean, that's all, you know, we've been doing. Um, other than that is just, you know, the, I guess you can call it a food corner with uh culinary expert, Ed. Um, I, I bought some Tang the other day because it had been actually 2013 was the last time I bought Tang. I reviewed Metal Gear Rising in 2013. Oh my gosh. So 
the last time I bought Tang was the last time I guess I had an actual discussion on Metal Gear Rising. So now that we're talking about Metal Gear Rising and I had Tang again, it's kind of funny. So we're reverting. We're just, you know, time traveling. (laughs) Well, this Tang. So I made the Tang and I drank the Tang and it tastes like Tang. That makes sense. It's watered down orange drink. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, basically. I I like it. I like Tang. Uh, So I decided to kick it up a notch and put a shot of vodka in there. Adultified. Um, the only vodka I have is, well, had, is the Old Bay vodka, which is good vodka. Uh, oddly enough, when you take a, you know, take a shot of the Old Bay vodka, you don't really taste much of the Old Bay. Yeah, uh, you- I think a lot of that's just because it's, you know, vodka is the expectation that it burns anyway. <laughs> so, like, any spice wasn't going to linger. Right. So, I put it in the uh tang and boy you can taste the old bay now (laughs) so i drank it it was fine um i won't really do that again so instead (laughs) uh when i went out to the store to pick up stuff for my dinner tonight uh i went and got a thing of pineapple vodka and that goes really well with that probably tastes a lot better (laughs) (laughs) so that's a good one Uh, like a tropical smoothie I also uh, got myself a a thing of Bird Dog Apple Whiskey. Yes. Excellent. And I grabbed a half gallon of cider because they didn't have a full gallon for some dumb reason. Uh, so I found that you don't they don't typically sell full gallons of cider until like the winter seasons. Oh, well, that's you dumb. Know, five half gallons all over the place, but till it gets warmer. Uh, colder, I mean, and it's probably because of what you're gonna use it for, a fossil or wassail. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm just gonna dump some bird dog in there <laughs> and go to town. Yep, here we go, a wassailing. Which I never knew that that's what they said in the carol, um, until we were at one of our friends' houses. Is it not a carolin? Caroline. They go a wassailing. Here we go, a carolin. Isn't that the song? I don't think so. Hang on. Because <laughs> this is the whole thing that like I, I learned what Wassel was. I guess because... I'm going to. I could have swore the song is here we are or here we go a carolin. Here we come a wassailing. Song lyrics. I would never know. Here this. we come a wassailing among the leaves so green. Oh, yeah. Here we come a wassailing. But I you Google search it. Uh. Everybody else says, here we come, oh, Carolyn. I wonder if maybe because that's like traditionally is wassailing and it's alcohol. Yeah. So they probably changed it because of. Yeah, because uh, here we go. Perry Como released the song also, here we come, a Carolyn. Oh, maybe. Why does Perry Como sound familiar? Uh, I don't know. Perry Grip. (laughs) No, does he do a? Did he do a lot of Christmas songs? I don't know. I've never heard the name. Let's see, Perry Como, American singer and actor, forty-four years with RCA. Holy crap! Nine nineteen thirty-two to nineteen ninety-seven. What is Perry Como's most famous song? Uh, I don't think I know any of these songs. 
Nope. <laughs> you know, the end of time. If I loved you, some enchanted evening. Yeah, I guess I would have to hear them because just the title doesn't. Title's really... not helping. <laughs> yeah. Well, so kind of to swing back around to the tangent that we initially had <laughs> on wassailing <laughs> is the story was that like me and my my wife we we have a uh, a friend that we hang out with uh, a lot and his dad and his dad's friend were you know making wassail and we were like what you know what is this and they're talking telling us about it and and his dad's friend goes yeah like you know like like the carol christmas carol i'm like hmm the what and he's saying it and i'm like wait that's what that that's what they're talking about <laughs> he's like yeah this is it so we had it but i called it crap this is delicious um i mean it's basically it's just apple cider with rum <laughs> or some sort of usually some sort of rum or uh, alcohol well, in general but yeah yeah so this is or, or bourbon you can use you can use uh, you can use whiskey yeah something that's not sh- super sharp yeah because it so i i bought okay here was my little <laughs> adventure i went to adventure. food lion and got the needed vegetables for my uh, dirty rice that I make that I made tonight. And while I was there, there's a okay in Virginia, there are ABC stores. They're the liquor stores. Uh, you can't just buy hard liquor at like a um, like a convenience store or anything. You have to go to these specific liquor stores. And there's one in the same shopping center. So I was like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I'm going to walk in. And if they have the bird dog, I'll pick some up. But I mainly went in there so I can get uh, a different vodka. <laughs> so I can have his tang without Old Bay vodka in it. Um, and lo and behold, they had they actually had a bunch of different flavors of bird dog. Uh, but I'm like, I'm going to... I'm going to put this in something. So I'm just going to stick with Apple for now. So then I load everything up in the car. I'm heading back. And right across the street from where I'm at, there's another food line. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get put some, I'm going to get some cider. <laughs> so I stop into another food line. <laughs> nice. And pick up some cider. Um, and while I was there, this was actually the good food line for like produce. So the other one didn't have any habaneros. I picked up some habaneros here, so I added it to my dirty rice. Dirty rice. So that was my my little adventure of <laughs> buying alcohol and vegetables. That sounds fun. Yeah. In a sense. Uh, there's one. So I was scrolling through YouTube earlier today, and I caught a glimpse of a guy. His whole shtick was... He marinated or, you know, let sit for about a week different items in different liquids. Uh, okay. Liquids as in like vodka or cider or, right. excuse me, or um, coffee. And he All did, right. he did uh, Death Wish coffee, which is just like extra caffeine high, coffee. High caffeine, yeah. Uh, he left that for a couple days in some vodka. And I'm tempted. I don't know <laughs> to try that. But what would that do? It would be you infusing very... the vodka. Yeah, you're you're okay. infusing the vodka. So basically, you would pour uh, the coffee grinds in 
a jar, pour the vodka in it, let, you know, seal it up, let it sit, and then you, uh, you know, sift it. Isn't that exactly what you're not supposed to do? That's that's an upper and a downer. I mean, right? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know how much of the caffeine gets pulled out of that. Oh, according to that video, <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. Oh, okay. uh, he really enjoyed it. So, all right, sure. Uh, another one I saw him do was jalapenos in vodka, which you know I, that probably goes okay. Yeah. Um, but there was one he did with coffee that I'm drawing a blank on that I'm like, ooh, I need to try that. <laughs> so something else that's happened to Death Wish. Yeah, no, it was it was Death Wish. I think he used Death Wish coffee, but it was Death Wish and something sweet. And I'm like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> hmm. So I'll have to go look at that video again and figure out which one it is. But that sounds really good. But that's all I've done. It's just food. <laughs> <laughs> food, food is good. Okay. Food and, dink- and dinkum, right? Food and yeah. dinkum. I mean, I drink, of dinkum. I drink that uh, Old Bay Tang while playing dinkum. So <laughs> there's, the re- there's the relation. Right. Well, I mean, the next relation is dinkum is a early access game, right? It is an early access That's game. That's what I've been led to believe. You've been led to believe. By who? You guys. By Steam. By well, Steam. Steam, Steam, says Steam so. says it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Steam, Steam never it. lies. <laughs> Steam did it. Steam never lies. And our topic for today has to do with early access. Back in the day, there was a thing called a demo. Demos. It was a slice of life of the game. Yes. Now, you'd be hard-pressed to find any demos. Uh, yet you'll run into a lot of like betas or alphas, but the big thing now is early access. So the question we pose has early access replaced the demo or are they even the same thing? Right. Hmm. I will go out on a limb and say they are totally different yet at the same time have replaced the demo. So I was actually thinking the same thing. They are very different different beasts early access is consistent updates and you you get a quote-unquote full game you get early access to the full game that is currently made right you know where the demo is the 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 slice like you said the slice of the of a game it could be the beginning middle end whatever but it's only a section yeah you know the early access is you're getting the actual full game as it is at that time Right. So however much the developer can play is what you're able to play uh, versus you're getting just a piece of what the final game is in a demo, which, you know, based on how some developers have developed their game in the past is not technically a slice of the game. It is specifically designed to be a demo. (laughs) Right. It is it is designed and optimized for that demo to do well. Right. Which doesn't necessarily mean the game will do well. Um, and like and so, done. like Keegan, I don't know how many de- how many demos have you played. Like, yeah, is demo a thing for you? Because you know, me and Uncle Ed, you know, that was what we that was how we tried out games. But for you, is that even viable? I have his answer after he's done. <laughs> I'm sorry, why? I have his correct answer. I have his. Correct how does that, how does that work? <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I know you finish. <laughs> I didn't even start. that's not how this works we're not bending time are we um a time bender i haven't really played a lot of demos the latest Mm -hmm. demo i 
can really recall playing is the Ultra Kill demo. And I have okay. no idea it, what that is. It's a video game. Ooh, sassy. Sassy. Like, I mean, no, I have awesome. no idea what Ultra Kill is. Like, is it, um, what is it, Steam or is it on, like, console? It's on Steam. There's okay. a full release, but, um. So, what is it? So, so, demos are a thing, though. Like, yes, they are that, still that a thing. Why I was, okay. I yeah, just, no, you still can find demos on Steam. Yeah, and they like still exist. Consoles and everything. I've just found well, yeah, I mean, I know that they're there, but it's like, it's one of those, like, are they still something that, like, the, the, the younger generation actually find usable? Uh, at least for me, I, they're pretty nice. Cause like, like, with early access games, not, it's not like, it's not foolproof that an early access game is going to be free. So, true. it, it true. might, like, it might go from free to actually costing money to be able to play. Right. While demos, you can count on the fact that they're going to be free and you can try out the game before you can confirm that, hey, I want this. Yep. So, okay. like, so, so you would say you, that a demo is, is still very viable. As, yeah, it's as still a, something a, that could item. be used, essentially. Okay. So he mentioned that he hasn't played a lot of demos. I'm going to rebuttal and say that a young child uh, totally downloaded a lot of demos on his uncle's Xbox. Totally wasn't <laughs> me. It was my sister. Okay. <laughs> Pronouns have defeated you. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> my cousin. Yes. You, uh, when, when we were all pretty much in the same house, uh, you downloaded a lot of demos on my 360 because, you know, they're free. So you go and you know, play a short little bit and that's what you, you would do a lot. Yeah. That, <laughs> so, that sounds yeah. like, yeah. Um, that, it's a free game. That was because he was, uh, he was not allowed to just download anything on my PS4. For free. <laughs> yeah, so. that seems about right. But yeah, so I mean, you know, demos still have their place. Yeah, they still, there's still a reason for them to exist. It's not like, but I do feel like a lot of uh, publishers, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I know where you're going with this, they utilize the early access model or an alpha or a beta build as your demo. And even then, like a beta build of a game, you know, sometimes they feel like they're a demo of the game and not an actual yeah. beta build of the game. Right. It doesn't feel like it's actually a build. It just feels like, okay, here's. Here's a section that we want you to see. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically a demo. Yeah. So it's like, you know, has the demo been replaced? No. But no, but I think, yes. And also no. Yeah, it's, it's one of those no, but maybe. No, but yes. Because, you know. I think it, it's trending that way is, is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, a AAA publisher doing the, uh, the alpha or beta build. And, hey, you can sign up to be part of this and test out our servers for us. You know, basically you're, you're doing a demo of their game so that you'll want to buy it. Um, versus like, let's say more indie devs doing an early access release where, yeah, you have to pay the money up front for the game, but you're also in during that time, trying it out, demoing the experience before the actual full thing is released. In a way, it's like a contribution right. to like helping the developer actually make the game in the first place. Oh, sure, yeah. Feedback and like testing out the game for when they don't have time to be able to figure it out. 
Right. Well, and, and so that's the a lot also. of yeah, the funding and the funding not to do it. But see, and that's where I get that fine line of like it, like like a person like Dinkum, right? That made Dinkum that early access model is great. It works. I think it's the way that they should go because he, you know, he's getting better feedback um, because he doesn't have, uh, you know, a QA department. Right. <laughs> right. It, it's just him. <laughs> it's just him. So he can get good feedback. Whereas like, you know, EA, you don't need an early access. Why? Because you have a QA department. Like you have, you have people that do this job to take this kind of information and screen test and, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, it it seems to me the early access model needs to stay within the bounds of a, a small developer. Um, and then the sure. large developers need to, need to be produce, playing it the same way that they've been playing it with demos and and things and a beta, you know, trial time kind of thing, but not like a beta that's it. The game just stays in beta for months, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I feel like uh, the early access model shouldn't really be going the route of like a triple a AAA publisher yeah it's more you for know. like the like smaller studios getting a grip on like how to like code and everything well not even necessarily how to code but just you know features and how their game works and listening to their audience and you right. know helping to fund the game <laughs> a way of helping yeah fund the game and, and cultivating the culture around that game yeah, um, that a AAA studio would essentially already have. I mean, even if it's a new IP, they still have. You know, there's a lot of people out there that play games from Ubisoft because they're Ubisoft, or they play games from yep. Rockstar because they're Rockstar. Not that's because it's they like the game. They have a fan base. You know, um, with smaller developers, you don't really have you don't really have that kind of thing. So you know what? You want to create a culture around your your individual game to start creating that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> that. So I don't, yeah, I don't think early access has replaced demos, uh, directly, or should. But uh -huh. I do think that that's a trend that we're seeing. Um, so, do you think there should be more demos in general? I I think if you're more or less considered the AAA, a big big studio, if you're if you're a corporation that's you know pumping out title after title you know, like three or four titles, or oh, you're working three or four titles, you know, at the same time, yeah, you should be play. you should be creating demos. There should be demos for your game. So here's another question then. You know, Steam has their refund policy of after an hour of play, uh, you can't return it anymore. Right. Should a storefront or should the developers design in a way that that first hour of play is technically your demo? Well, so that that gets into that like that like gray area of like you've bought the game and now you're returning it. So what does that look like? Right. So to the if, sales. Let's say they, you know, let's say we think that's a good idea. Then ideally, the storefront wouldn't charge you until after an hour's up. After your hour trial period? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah there you go. Are trials technically demos? Right. I mean, so you're, I guess your negative to that is like, you know, not all that, like we said earlier, demos doesn't nece necessarily mean the beginning part of the game, right? right? It can be any slice of the game. Whereas a trial period in that sense would always be the beginning part of that game. So 
you know, they're, they're, I think that would make it harder on devs. Oh, yeah. Then you've got to make I, it. I agree. Super solid at the beginning. Um, and then show off stuff that maybe you wouldn't necessarily want to show off until later because the story doesn't demand it. But mm-hmm. now you want people to buy your game and pass that trial time frame. So you're pushing these things up. Whereas oh, with yeah. the demo, you can just kind of, you can show this, um, this section. So I, I wouldn't be a fan of that. But what, what do you think, Keegan? Uh, I think I think the demo would probably be a little more practical because with the demo you can kind of add what you want to it and like what you would want players to like be mm-hmm. able to see about the game. That way they can get their first impressions on what the game's going to be like and if they'd want to get it. While trials is kind of like showing like the first level or like mm-hmm. like who knows you might be grappling across like pits in the first level, but maybe like ten levels later you might be like jetpacking across chasms with like octopuses. octopi over it or something so it kind of like with the demo you can kind of like compile everything into one section or one game one you can compile everything into a demo so that way people can get an idea on what they're looking for and if there's anything that you'd want to like keep out you can like hint to it in Mm -hmm. the demo right while with the trial like it specific yeah i like kind of liking it to like a movie trailer right Movie trailer has got little snippets without throughout more or less the whole movie, and that's what you're showing to get people enticed. But if you were to show the first thirty minutes, or not even that, the first like five minutes of a movie, you know, that's not going. Most movies are not going to be super enticing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is a curated experience of what you can expect in you know that piece of media. Yeah. So, the question then becomes. You know, if if we are to expect more demos, then does that not put more work onto the devs and more planning time that needs to be done to set aside so that they can make these demos just for marketing aspects, essentially? Yes, I mean that certainly does. But see, I'm a I'm a fan of we don't need, I don't need a game every year. <laughs> oh yeah, a, yeah. No. From a big dev studio, you know. <laughs> My, my Assassin's Creed doesn't need to be annual. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I mean, that just gets into a whole another topic of like, you know, if if annual... Ooh, we should write that down. Should there be <laughs> annual games? That'd be an interesting one. Uh, or should, yeah, annual releases. But, you know, the um, the demo would help out with games that do have these long dev periods. It's just, you hear... In in the gaming sphere, you do hear a lot of developers kind of bemoan having to make this slice of a game just to demo because it takes work away from the actual game. And, you know, uh, for a not I won't say a majority, but uh, most of the time there, the game isn't even final of what's in the demo because they polish the demo to be. Uh, as good as it can be a good example that i know of is the sonic 06 game so it is widely known now that when they showed off that game and had it playable during i think one of the e3s that slice of the game was taken from i believe like a ps3 build and it was uh, optimized with features that the devs on that particular uh, version of the game 
thought were going to be in there. Right. So it runs smooth. It works great. People loved it. Then the game comes out. Mm. And they actually went with a different build of like a I think they went with like the 360 build and ported it over to everything. Uh and it turns out a lot of those features weren't working the same or just gone entirely. Uh so you went and played this game that you thought was exciting. You put down your pre-order money for it only to get the game and it's absolutely not what you played. Well, my thought process is it'd probably be better to make the game outright and then be able to choose parts to like compile into one to make the demo that way, I you, get can it. Rele- that way you can release them all the demo plus the game itself. So if anyone likes the demo, they can just get the game right there. Cause that right. so, to me seems more like um, a early access. Like the way you're thinking is, you know, okay, here's this nice loaf of bread that we've just baked. Let me cut off a little piece of the bread so that you can try it. Yeah, right. To me, that seems logical. But, yes, but see, and, you know, for most people, that does seem logical. But at the same time, that's not that's not the the way games are technically made either. Right. Uh, you know, you take a build of a game, you can't just take the code and be like, okay, I'm going to slice out this part of the code to here and then render that out and serve it up. Right. It doesn't work like that because codes all over the place that you're pulling from other things and you got to make sure you have other things and other the right libraries and textures and bitmaps yeah you're not you can't just take a little slice of it it's very difficult Um, to do that and that's why there's work involved yeah and and that's why developers end up basically just recreating the game for just a little section just to be able to to demo um so it's more it, it is more along the lines of okay Here's the bread that we just baked, but here are the leftover ingredients that we have or the ingredients we set aside to make a small little uh, cupcake just so that you can try it. <laughs> well, so I, I yeah, I get that. But here's here's my biggest thing about that is when it comes to like a demo, I'm expecting for I, I, well, expecting, I would expect from um, a. Uh, large company a larger company like a triple a studio right uh there's the there's the planning ahead which is something yeah. you you start your game right is a, a, a bigger studio is going to have a roadmap and they're going to have an, a plan if these are things that are planned before that okay we have a, de- a, a demo team and then this team is going to consist of larger sections of or are going to consist of people from the build team and we pull them at this time when we know we're getting ready to go gold or whatever we pull them from this time at for this amount of time and you've blocked out for this amount of time and this amount of money like if you've planned it it's not a crunch it's not as difficult but when you don't plan for the demo or you say we'll just do it you know we'll figure it out or like you know we'll get a little chunk and when it's ready that's when you have that issue. Yeah. So if you've planned yeah. for it at ahead of time that, okay, we're going to have a demo and a game and you know that you're taking time and money and resources out at this time, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be bad because it's, it's on the map. It's mm-hmm. there. It's, it's, you know, you know, step A, B, C, D. And honestly, again, it, it does that like stretch out 
the game development. Yeah, you're not going to have a, you won't have as many games in throughout the year, but I think you have better games because you'll have a demo, a way to play it, way to look at it and people to to see what's going on. And the demo, in my opinion, is not meant to say make changes like an early access game would. Right. right? It's, it's just to, to say be a this final is, representation. Right. This, this is, is what this is. is our game. Do you like it or not? If you don't like it, sorry. We mean, we're not going to make any changes to it because of that. You know, <laughs> the game is what the game is. It's just it's showing you a map of whether or not you would like to play this. It's like a so sample then, platter. So then would a good rule of thumb or something that should be followed in the industry is that demos should not be released prior to a game's release. That would be for like early access stuff. That way, that'd be for more of an early access rather than demo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I say yeah. that so that the demo would be an actual reflection of the final build of the game versus something that they release early just so that they can give you like, oh, here's what our vision is, you know, try it out. And then you get the wrong impression of it when it actually releases because it's totally different. It's like, a, right. like so like me, the demo is going to be a representation of your game. So it's something that will go out, come out after the game's gone gold. Yeah. yeah. Right. Ready to be made. It's gone gold. This is the game we have. Here's the demos. So whether or not you may want to buy it or not, it's not, I don't think a demo should be what is bringing traction to your game. That's no. what your, that's what your public or your marketing, your ads and marketing, all that's for. Exactly. That's why you have that team, right? Your demo is literally just this person looked at it, saw it. It's great. Or it thinks it's great, but I don't want to drop 60 bucks on it right now. Yeah. I want to play the demo to see, can I drop 60 bucks on this? Yeah. Definitely like a rest, kind of like a, um, like a fast food menu. The food looks much better on the board. And then when you get it, <laughs> it is what you expected, but like probably not as high quality as what you would think it would be. Well, oh, that's sure. because the, f- the pictures I mean, of the food on the board are not most likely not actually food, edible food. <laughs> yeah, it's well, probably just styrofoam is, with well, water sprayed on. Well, who knows? Uh, okay, well, two things. First, that that is all marketing. So yeah, exactly. that's just like uh, bull shots in video games. Yep. Uh, are you are you familiar with what a bull shot is, Keegan? That does not sound familiar to me, no. Okay, so a bull shot is when they take a screenshot from the game and they Photoshop it. They doctor it up to make it look better. It's like if I took You're a picture of my sub- monitor. It is, it is like this unwritten rule that you shouldn't do that. Uh, but, you know, there are developers who still do that because marketing wants the, the game to look the best. So the, if you go and um, Google it, you'll find a bunch of different examples from different uh, calipers of studios who have done it in the past. But yeah, that is what a bullshot is. They take an image and just make it look better than it actually is. I can see why it's called bullshot. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> because it's yeah. full of bullshots. <laughs> so it is marketing. But to go to your point, Eric, uh, a lot of those pictures for like food, they are the actual food. But they're, I'm sure you're aware, <laughs> they have these things called food photographers. Yes, they spice it up. Well, yeah. so when I say they're, I don't mean that they're not the actual food. I, 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 what I should have said was they're most likely not actually edible. No, that that's what I'm getting to is that they are. They okay. So usually the stuff for like movies and you know some 
some things that require a lot of hot lights. Uh, you know, the, that stuff's fake. Fake food. Yeah. Uh, typically, the food that you'll see in menus and advertisements, uh, they typically are the actual food that you would eat, but they are cooked in a professional environment and they have these food photographers who are basically uh, hairdressers for food <laughs> and huh. they will go and decorate it and, you know, get it in the right position so that it looks the best for the camera. So they'll have a, a range of tools, whether it's syringes or extra, you know, non, I don't know what the best way, like not the proper type of uh, lettuce or something that goes on there just to make it look good. Or they'll stuff the bun with something so that it elevates it a little bit higher so that you can see the crinkles in your lettuce with the ketchup and the mustard that's coming off of it. It's, it's a whole design ethos. Uh, so, I mean, it, a lot of that stuff is edible. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I've seen the, you know, a lot of like behind the scene videos, uh, of like things like, I mean, I just remember what I remember off the top of my head. It was one for a hamburger and it was like, they showed the picture, you know, and then they showed what was on it. And it was like the ketchup wasn't actually ketchup. It was paint from in a, uh, syringe. It was that the cheese wasn't cheese. It was like a plastic uh, corner that looked like cheese. So it wasn't even the full thing. It wasn't even a full square. It was just a corner of cheese. Like the bun and burger was real, but like they're like, right. you wouldn't eat this. <laughs> right. But that's what I'm saying is like for extended photo shoots or for movies or TV shows. Yes, that is correct. Typically for, you know, uh, a short photo shoot. Or something that's going to be like on a menu or something, you know, they're just going to use the stuff that's there because it's going to be like that. You know, they're just going to be in there and take your shots and go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, for things that require long setup or, you know, you're going to be there shooting a long time. Yes, you're going to end up using other means because hot lights melt things. Right. So change the properties. If you don't already know, a lot of times when you see ice cream in it's movies cream. and TV shows, it is either one of two things. It is either uh mashed potatoes mm -hmm. or it is a um uh what's what uh well shoot, what do you call it? It's like a powdered sugar um like mixture. Mountain. It doesn't melt. It holds its shape and it's edible. So, you know, your actor can sit there and actually eat the thing. Hey, at least it's food in general. Well, yeah. you ask a lot of actors and actresses and they'd be, they're not probably not terribly excited about a lot of the food because like you, uh, Uncle Ed said, not, you know, it's, it's food, but it's not, you know, they're not seasoning it. You know, yeah. stuff that's supposed to be warm. is probably not warm anymore. Right. I mean, you have mashed potatoes on an, uh, a waffle cone. You expect that to be ice cream, knowing full well that it's not ice cream. Mm -hmm. uh, and they may have actually put chocolate syrup on it. I yeah, might still eat it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's going to taste good in general. It's the waffle cone. Mm. I mean, I probably wouldn't mind. <laughs> I just like waffle uh, cones. Mashed potatoes but, on a waffle cone. but <laughs> well, You're also assuming that the waffle cone isn't stale. And? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, it's probably stale. They probably, you know, they didn't just most likely did just buy it because you didn't, you know, they're probably running that scene multiple times. But yeah, I mean, there's a whole a whole genre of food artists, and you can think <laughs> of them like the dev team that would be working on <laughs> on your uh, demo. Right, they're taking that little snippet, pulling it out, basically. But again. If you've planned for it and you've budgeted for it, most of the time there shouldn't be an issue with having a demo. I just, you know, I, th- I think some of that issue is that they, they, there's that thought of like getting the demo out before the game. And yeah, it shouldn't be done that way. It just shouldn't be done. Kinda... Well, yeah, it pulls people. It pulls people away from from the game itself. And then also, if like you know you weren't intending on having a demo at the at first, or you you basically say we'll just take a chunk later but you've not planned for it any, you know, time-wise or monetarily-wise, y- yeah, it, it becomes detrimental. Yeah. I mean, in this day and age, I think, honestly, the best thing out there is a combination of, uh, one, reading reviews from trusted sources that you trust. Savingcontent.com. Trusted sources that like, you trust. Yes. Like savingcontent.com. Uh, and Let's Plays. Yeah, let's plays. I think are a, a really good tell, because uh, like you know reviews are great, and it's a good like entry into like, hey, this might be a game I like, but that let's play I think is going to tell you better because it's it's you a watch gameplay it aspect. Yeah, you it watch shows it in motion. You, you it shows you the actual gameplay, right? The mechanics and and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like you go read the review, see if it's something that you're interested in, and then go watch someone play it. And if that's something that is like, oh, well, yeah, the, I, you you can feel the urge within yourself of whether or not that's something you want to play. Yeah. Uh, and after you've done both those things, you've pretty much accomplished what a demo does. And the developer didn't have to work any extra harder on it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, OK, for like smaller developers, but I honest, I mean, you're a big AAA. Hey, you should be paying someone to do that. Sorry. <laughs> you might as well. You've got the money. Pay someone to promote. Well, not promote, but pay someone to do that that aspect. Yeah, and again, I think if you do that, it should be after the game's goal. Yeah. 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 Because you're showing a better representation of what the what game, the game actually is. is. Yeah. Not what not what you want what not what the fans want it to be. That's how you get that's how you lose people. Yeah. I mean, because people then feel duped. Yeah. Right. Like, I wanted this, but you gave me... I wanted a hamburger, but you gave me a hot dog. I mean, <laughs> yes. There, yeah. there are times where it feels just like that. Hey, this demo did this, but the final game did not do this. Uh, what's what up? What did you do? All right, well, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. I am very if happy. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the .exe podcast. Did you enjoy today's discussion? Let us know. Send us your comments, questions, topics, and corrections to .exe at savingcontent.com. You can even leave us a comment at Saving Content on Twitter and Facebook. Saving Content is also on YouTube, so subscribe for video previews, reviews, trailers, and original content like this here .exe podcast. Are you looking for more gaming discussions? Then check out Saving Content's Quick Save podcast with Evan and Scott. Brand new episode this week. So give them a listen and uh, enjoy their stuff as well. I want you all to remember to visit savingcontent.com for the latest news and reviews. 
this week we've got hard west 2 a review by mr scott himself and before we go today i only ask for one tiny favor a simple five star review five star five star five star you gotta repeat it three times for people you can even do it right in your podcast app finally don't forget to tell your friends about us here at .exe it'll help us grow and we'd really appreciate it so thank you again for listening and remember kindness costs us nothing but it means everything good night good night good night